The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody, it's Casey Field, your municipal advocacy manager, manager for municipal advocacy. I don't know. Anyway, the great news is it's another edition of the City Quick Connect podcast with the Municipal Association of South Carolina. As always, I've got my trusty sidekick, the goose to my maverick, the peanut butter to my jelly, Scott Flatton. You know, titles at the association, Casey, are really unimportant. Ours is a, <laughs> as we discussed agree. before, we are, we are a flat organization. And if you just refer to yourself as staff, and I think, right. that's, I think that's, that's adequate. That's more than, more well, than I more. mean, I hate to be like, hey, everybody, this is Casey, staff. I mean, you know, I, I feel like at this point I can just be like, hey, everybody, it's Casey Fields. I mean, I've been here yeah. for a lifetime. I mean, yeah. you're going to know me. So, Scott, let's talk about last week at the State House. Let me give everybody a broad overview, and then we'll dig down on a couple of issues like we usually do. Um, last week, the Senate spent the entire week, so they usually do, on the budget. They took the version from the House. Senate Finance made some changes to it. Then they brought it to the floor of the Senate. And they debated that from Tuesday through Thursday late afternoon. Um, they've made some changes to it, very minor changes, I think, um, because they brought, they were um, given a higher revenue estimate by the Board of Economic Advisors. So they've got to, they, they had to deal with the extra money. They had to. Um, and they also made a couple of proviso changes. And that's what they did. The House last week concentrated mostly on the calendar. And the speaker said as they adjourned last Thursday uh, that next week, meaning tomorrow, that it is going to be all floor all the time. He asked committee chairman not to schedule any meetings. They have a full calendar, both uncontested and contested, and they will be spending long hours on the floor on Tuesday and Wednesday, so tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, Scott, let me go back to the Senate. And let's talk a little bit about the budget. And we mentioned on last week's show about a proviso that had been adopted in Senate Finance Committee. Yeah, it was a proviso uh, numbered 78.FPI, I believe that's Mm -hmm. what it was. That's right. And that proviso would have exempted title insurance companies from paying the state premium tax and the municipal business license tax in fiscal year 22, so the next But only, only those year. insurance title companies that um, located in the state in a certain period of time, right? Right, yeah. That, that, okay. yeah they amended that original proviso, and that is what the, the Senate had in front of it on the floor last week, so that right. okay. it was limited to exempting presumably only one or a – very small number of title insurance companies that domest- or domesticated is the word that was used in okay. the proviso that domesticated right. in fiscal year 21, I guess. And it gave back the state's premium tax, but still exempted the, that company or companies from the municipal business license tax. And so okay. we, we educated senators about the problems that that proviso would create uh, right. with regard to the business license tax, particularly as it relates to Act 176, which was the business license tax standardization law that was passed last year and, and hasn't even become fully effective yet. 
Right. Uh, so we, we educated senators to the issues that we would have uh, as cities and towns with that proviso. And uh, Senator Shane Martin from uh, Pauline Woodruff offered a point of order under Rule 24 in the Senate rules. And, and what Rule mm-hmm. 24 says is during the budget or, or, or amendments or provisos in this case have to directly relate to the matter at hand, to the subject at hand, this being the state budget, uh, in order to be germane. And so he asked for a point of order from the, the president of the Senate, uh, Senator Harvey Peeler from Gaffney, who ruled in favor of Senator Martin's point of order and uh, ruled that that proviso was, in fact, not germane to the budget and therefore it could not go forward. So that was taken out of the budget. We'll see if it pops back up again when the budget goes back over to the House. And, of course, we're, we're working uh, to educate House members uh, in, in time. That was, um, that was a great thing, that proviso, because it, it really would have hurt cities and towns. And part of our job, not only to push good things and to um, work in favor of positive legislation is to stop things um, that harm cities and towns. So well, that was a great um, that was a great decision by the president. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, and I, you know, aside from the the germaneness argument, I think our cities and towns need to understand and legisl- and need to make sure that their legislators understand that. Hey, we we just finished a multiple year painful process to get all of the principles involved and aligned on the Business License Tax Standardization Act that right. hasn't even fully gone into effect yet. And right. Here Maybe we start piecemeal changing it now. Yeah, here we are already starting to try to unravel that in some way. That That's just right. not uh, – and, and, and to try it through the budget is even more egregious. So uh, I hope, hope our listener will convey that to – their House members and thank their senators for supporting uh, cities and towns in uh, preserving those revenue sources going forward. Correct. Um, I want to stay in the Senate uh, for just a second more, Scott, where um, and I want to talk. I want you to talk briefly about a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee meeting you attended last week um, related to a home. What is the title of the bill? It was Senate Bill 528, right? Yeah, yeah, it's called the Home Attainability Act, okay. and this is a bill uh, that was introduced um, at the behest of the South Carolina Home Builders Association mm-hmm. uh, and other real estate type interests, with the under the auspices of promoting the development and construction of affordable housing, workforce housing, uh, attainable housing for residents in South Carolina. Um, and even a, a tertiary review of the bill, it makes it pretty clear that the bill seeks to uh, rest concessions from local governments with regard to plan review deadlines, uh, capping of taxes and fees, and a lot of other give on behalf of cities and counties. But there's nothing in the bill that we saw anyway that would compel developers or home builders to at the end of their at the end of the process to offer 
the housing that they would construct at an affordable or attainable price. So um, Susan Britt, who is the planning director for the city of TK, came down and testified against the bill and just did a wonderful job of outlining. Boy, I say she just knocked it out of the park, outlining all of the issues uh, that, that her city had with that bill and, uh, but, but not just criticizing it. She also offered some, you know, ways that developers could give a little bit. It's something, you know, provide something in exchange for all of the concessions that, uh, cities and towns and counties are being asked to make through that bill. And the subcommittee was very sympathetic to her. In fact, uh, Senator Michael Johnson from TK said that he had spoken to uh, his mayor and or his mayor and city manager had spoken to him. He'd spoken to uh, county officials in Lancaster County, which uh, his district covers. Senator Margie Bright Matthews from uh, Collison County uh, from the Waltzboro area. She had been reached out to by Mayor Bill Young from the city of Waltzboro and others. The chair lady of the subcommittee, uh, Senator Mm -hmm. Sandy Sin from Charleston, mentioned that she had heard from uh, county officials as well. So it was it was really gratifying to hear, and it yeah. was a great demonstration of the power that local officials have in persuading their legislators to, to pump the brakes on bad bills and, right. and take a, a closer look at it. So, and in fact, in, in Senator Bright Matthews' case, she's a sponsor on that bill, and mm-hmm. – until Mayor Young had, had had a conversation with her, she wasn't entirely, I don't think she was entirely clear on what the bill did or did not do. I mean, she right. was familiar with it, but when, when he was able to put it into context for some of the provisions in the bill, then that gave her a much better understanding. And uh, she admitted in the subcommittee meeting that, hey, yeah, this thing's got some issues. We all want to get to the same place, clearly. Right. Uh, right. But but this is not necessarily the vehicle to do it. But let's all get together and work. And so the subcommittee ultimately uh, voted to carry that bill over. And right. uh, we're all as uh, stakeholders going to get together and work on that bill. And in fact, Senator John Scott from uh, Richland County mm-hmm. uh, offered a proviso in the budget to create an affordable housing study committee, uh, of which the uh, municipal association will be a part going forward. Well, I, you know, Scott, that is home attainability, affordable housing is critical. Um, it is just critical. And it, there's not one way to do it. And there's not one group that can accomplish it. It's everybody working together to get to the same place. And, you know, I, I would like to, Susan's testimony, it, it was the perfect mix of technical um, code section and language changes yeah. with the qualitative, the the stories, and the this is my experience. So I'm coming yeah. at you from a lot of experience, and I think we need to do something, but these code sections are not necessary, or this violates, you know, this practice and this. And, and she did such a good job of explaining it in a yeah. very nice way, but a firm, knowledgeable way. Yes. And, and, um, and I think that the, made a huge difference. To the point that, I think Senator Johnson and, and Senator Sin both wanted to just kill that bill. Yeah, right there I think on the they were spot. ready to just. Yeah, I think um, they were ready to just to take but, it down. But, but instead, they carried it over. The bill is still 
alive, but I can assure you that uh, the content as drafted and, and introduced will change dramatically uh, if that bill moves forward. My, you know, my guess is uh, that we'll probably use that bill as the vessel to get yeah, to, to some all sort the language of language, will, but but yeah. it won't contain much of anything in the way of the original language if it uh, if it moves forward. So that was a. I, I just have to I really. I'm, I'm, I really want to brag. Uh, yeah, you're on the verge Susan. of gushing, but I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brag on Susan and, and certainly brag on those uh, mayors and officials yep. who reached out to their senators. You just you just cannot discount you cannot the local contact. Yeah, yeah, it's just so critical. Just so critical. It really is. It really makes a difference, and this is the perfect example of that. Absolutely. And then, yep. you know, Scott, there are some issues that we handle pretty much daily that nobody ever knows about. But we right. can get in there, just like this proviso, we can get in there and handle it. But there are other issues, and it's a really good mix of everybody working together. That's why that's why we're a team. That's why the Municipal Association and cities and towns work together, and we're all one advocacy team. We're just the ones doing it every day for our municipal officials. The municipal officials, we, we they bring the juice. Uh, they, we oh, tell them, 100%. We, we set the table and, and put the glasses out for the juice to be poured into, and, but they're the ones who bring the juice, and, okay. and that's what we need uh, all the time. Absolutely. Um, Scott, before we go, I want to go over just a couple of logistical things as we're closing in on the end of the session or the first end of the session. So we've got two more weeks, six more legislative days left, sine die or the adjournment. Um, is on May 13th. That's the first adjournment. The -hmm. House introduced uh, last week, last Thursday, the Speaker took the floor, took the will, and explained the sine die resolution. It's a concurrent resolution that the House adopted last week and sent to the Senate. The Senate will take it up this week um, that outlines when they will come back and what they are able to do. Um, Once the Senate adopts that resolution and it's set in stone, I will include a breakdown of everything in the dome because it could change. The dates could change. But for now, they are coming back several times in June to finish up the budget. Um, The speaker said on Thursday that not so much July and August, but September, October expect to come back and only be able to work on redistricting. So that that's kind of, you know, we're going to still have some action in June um, a little bit. It'll be narrowed down to only budget matters, conference committee matters, and then it will only be redistricting once they come back in the fall to finish that up because they've got to get those districts drawn before 22, before the yeah. 2022 election. So that's kind of, that's the, that's the initial description. And I'm going to come back, like I said, included in Dome. We'll talk about it on the pod and we'll get, you know, we'll get a little bit deeper into the exact dates, but that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah, the the fact that the House Ways and Means Committee is basically going to start from scratch on another budget is I, I don't I hate to use the word unusual, but it is not something that they normally do. But uh, as we talked about in previous podcasts, they're doing this because of the one point three, one point whatever billion amount of money. Revenue, yeah. Right. Right. So. Uh, their 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 intent, it seems, is to start at subcommittee level and go through the full committee and then back out onto the floor at some point and then uh, go to conference. So it's going to be going to be interesting to see 
what happens and how that drags out the budget adoption process. You know, can they get it done prior to July 1st? I know that will be their intent, but. Yes, yes. We, I think they you know, can. I've got, I've got, I don't they, think they want they to can. do another. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they want to do another um, continuing budget resolution. I think they that's kind of, done. they're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Senate could have last week gotten the budget right. done in about a day and a half. But <laughs> right, they right. Didn't, so. Well, you know, you. Scott, a little politics crept in there a little bit. You know, it happens from time to time. Just a little <laughs> politics just reared its ugly head, and people had to talk about political issues that have absolutely zero to do with the budget. It happened, yep. you know. Um, yep. One more point, yep. really, really quickly. Before the Senate adjourned last week, Senator Shane Massey from Edgefield, he recalled, I think it's 3094, 3094, yep. which yep. is the open carry with training. Um, right. Those people with a CWP may open carry a pistol. Yep. Um, he recalled that from the Senate Judiciary Committee and placed it on the calendar in a special order slot, which means once they finish the order of the day, that is what they have to take up before anything else, any other contested bills. So um, expect that to be a long, drawn-out debate this week in the Senate. Um the House still has to work on the Senate version of the Santee Cooper reform. Uh, there's still a lot of a lot of business to be done in six days. So just make yeah. sure, everybody, that you read from the dome to your home, listen to the podcast, and call or text, um, email us with questions because um, we are we're watching every bit of it. A lot can happen in six days. We are absolutely not even close to taking our foot off the gas. We probably won't till the end of the fiscal year, I would guess. And then we might take a day to maybe take a lunch break to kind of take a deep breath and then keep, yeah, the, keep moving on. The session just here in the last couple of years in particular just seems to be, it just doesn't ever end. Um, right. It just won't quit. And there's a lot of, lots of reasons for that, unique reasons. But, uh, you know, I think one of the institutional reasons is the shortening of the session a number of years ago was supposed to shorten the session, but, it seems to me that it's helped to uh, extend it. it. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, have the exactly opposite right. effect. So, well, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell everybody what I tell everybody every single time. Continue to wear your mask. We all know it helps. Wash your hands. Continue to practice social distancing in all the ways that you possibly can. Get the vaccine if you choose to do so. It is helping somewhat. Um, and just take care of yourselves. Well, and what, Scott? What? Hey, well, I was going to say, speaking of masks, I mean, we saw Dr. Simmer, uh, the director of DHEC last week, come out and say that, you know, DHEC's position from a health, a public health standpoint is to, uh, for cities and localities to continue with their mask ordinances, uh, going forward until uh, we we achieve a, a higher level of immunity. So uh, right. for those right. talking about taking your foot off the gas, uh, city officials need to consider the the circumstances in their communities and decide whether or not that's a, a prudent thing to do at this point. Well, you know, in a in a public health crisis and a in a pandemic, I would be listening to the doctors and the scientists and those folks that are doing the research and doing the work. Everybody, take care of yourself. Do all the things to take care of yourself, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. 
The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.